Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Chance Engelbert and Donald Duggar. Chance Engelbert, 26, was raised in Edgemont, South Dakota, population 700, on a ranch near Burdock. Burdock is a ghost town in the southwest corner of South Dakota, just a few miles from the Wyoming border. Chance went to Laramie Community College in Cheyenne, Wyoming. He rode horseback and bulls for his college rodeo team. He earned a degree in welding and diesel machine. Chance, his wife Bailey, and their three-month-old son, Banks, lived in Moorcroft, Wyoming. Chance had been employed as a welder by the Bel Air Mine in Gillette, Wyoming. He had been recently laid off with 500 other miners because of a bankruptcy. Chance had already acquired another job and was set to start the following Monday, July 8th. Chance was last seen on July 6th, 2019, walking away from a home on the 700 block of O Street in Gary, Nebraska. He had spent the day golfing and drinking with his in-laws. Apparently, something was said by his in-laws that upset him. He called his wife, Bailey, to come and pick him up. Bailey picked him up and took him to her grandmother's house where they were visiting. Chance got out of the car and started walking. This was around 7.30 p.m. Bailey brought Banks into her grandmother and went off to find Chance in the car. Bailey spoke to Chance on the phone around 7.46. He told her that he was walking south, but he had called another friend and said that he was walking north to Torrington, Wyoming. He called a friend to pick him up, but his friend was four hours away and had been drinking. He made another phone call a little after 9, and that was the last contact that Chance had with anyone. The cell phone records indicate that he was in an area two to three miles southeast of a cell tower near Riverview Golf Course, just west of Scotts Bluff. The Vanish podcast interviewed Chance's family members. His mother, Dawn, reported that on Sunday, around 11 a.m., Bailey said, I just know that he's coming home in a body bag. On late Tuesday afternoon, the Gearing police asked that Bailey and Dawn come to their office. Don reported that this was the first time that Bailey asked for a death certificate. It may be important to note that Bailey was only 20 years old at the time, and we have no idea what the context of that conversation was. That seems a little strange that she just automatically assumed that he would be coming home in a body bag. He had only been gone for... At the time that she said that, he'd only been gone for, uh, you know, not even 24 hours. Right. But... I mean, I suppose if you have an instinct, you kind of have an instinct, I guess, but... That just seems, it almost seems like he, he's already gone. It's not even a matter of... And it wasn't even 24 hours at that time. Yeah. It, it, it is a strange thing to say, and I, that's yeah. why I think it's important that we, that this is a 20-year-old woman uh, with a three-month-old baby. Um, we have no idea what the context of the conversation was, right. you know, uh, but it, it's just a strange thing to say. Yeah, and then it's also a with the, the death certificate, that yeah. seems strange, too. It's a... Well, I, 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 it's it's hard for me to imagine going through any of this, but for that to be a thought, I guess, in my mind right then. Well, and they don't have a they don't have a body. She doesn't know yeah. where he's at. Um, and you know, why would you need a death certificate? 
except for to to access benefits. Yeah. And um, I can see if his body had been found, they need to plan a funeral, they need, you know, then that would be important to get that. Right, but it would be it would be the last thing you'd be looking for and you sure wouldn't be looking for that, you know, 24, 48 hours no. after an adult had gone had left. Yeah. On their own. Yeah, he wasn't really course. missing at that point. He just he left. Right. He wasn't there wasn't any concern that something had happened yeah. to him or that, you know, that he could have just still been sleeping it off. Mad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just just ignoring phone calls or whatever. Yeah. Scott's Bluff is on the western side of Nebraska. It has a population of about 15,000. Terrytown and Garing are suburbs of Scott's Bluff. The Scott's Bluff National Monument is located west of the city of Garing, and it contains 3,000 acres of historic trails. The terrain is a mixture of flat land covered in prairie grass, badlands, and bluffs, as well as the North Platte River. I didn't know what a bluff meant, so I looked it up. And the National Geographic National Geographic describes it as a, a bluff is a type of broad, rounded cliff. Most bluffs border a river, beach, or coastal areas. Bluffs may form along a river where it meanders or curves from side to side. River currents on the outside of the, the, of the curve erode it or wear it away. Um, wear away the lower part of the bank so so it's this is just some of the area that he's that we're talking about that he would have been walking through this area of nebraska gets less than two inches of rain during the month of july however there had been a lot of rain that summer and the prairie grass was very tall on the evening of july 6th saturday night um the last day that chance was seen there was a torrential downpour around 9 p.m and it lasted for about an hour the average high for this area is 89.8 degrees, and the average low is 58.3, with record temps being 10 degrees of cooler or warmer. So, uh, and in this area that, that we're talking about doesn't have, uh, there might have been trees in, in the cities of Scotts Bluff, Garing, and Terrytown, but there aren't a lot of trees outside of that, outside of the city limits. It begins okay. to be um, the plains, uh, not a lot of places to take cover. Yeah, especially if it's torrential downpour, you'd be just in it. You'd just be in it, and yeah. you'd be you'd be soaked. Um, and then getting down to, you know, under sixty degrees, you'd be cold. Yep. And apparently, it, this this was this was uh, a significant rainstorm for them, and it was it was mentioned in a couple of different ways. But if he had been out in it, he would have been soaked and there wouldn't have been any place to hide from it if he'd been outside of the city limits, which it sounds like is kind of where he was at sure. when he was last seen. Because there are reports of security cameras catching sight of Chance when he was walking past two businesses in Gearing and an apartment in Terrytown. One video shows him walking in the area of Terry Boulevard and Stable Club Road in Terrytown. I was not able to view any of these security photo videos, but they do show Chance walking by himself. The Gearing Police, Scott's Bluff Police, Scott's Bluff County Sheriff's Office and the Nebraska State Patrol, along with employees from 15 different agencies and volunteers, conducted searches of the area. They used watercraft, sonar, drones, an airplane, and a helicopter to search for chance. Search and rescue dogs, as well as a cadaver dog, were eventually brought into search as well. The Central Gearing Canal was drained to a very low flow so that they could that they could search it. To date, no evidence or a trace of Chance Eaglebert has ever been found. There have been questions, speculation, and gossip that have surrounded this case from the beginning. People have asked, why isn't this case considered a homicide? 
and Caring Police have responded by saying that Chance Engelbert was last seen walking under his own ability and by himself. He is an adult and he can come and go as he pleases. He has not committed a crime and there is no proof that a crime has been committed against him. When asked why the FBI isn't involved, the Gearing Police responded by saying that at this time, the Chance Engelbert investigation does not contain federal elements necessary for the FBI to open an investigation. The FBI are in contact with the Gearing Police Department and will open a case uh, if the circumstances change. Chance Engelbert is 26 years old, Caucasian with brown eyes and light brown hair. He is 5'9 and has a medium build. He was last seen wearing a short-sleeved Wrangler shirt, Wrangler jeans, and Roper boots with a black and white trucker cap. Investigators have followed up on dozens of potential sightings of Chance in Colorado, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Texas, and Missouri. If you have any information on the disappearance of Chance Engelbert, contact the Garing Police Department by calling the Scotts Bluff County Communications Center at 308-436-6666. There is a $7,800 reward offered for the any information leading to the discovery of Chance's whereabouts. So this, um, I lived in Moorcroft, Wyoming. I'm oh. from, I'm from the south, um, so the western side of South Dakota, and um, I kind of know this area in the terrain. And you would think that on the plains that you could see somebody walking. Yeah. And that may not have been true. So if somebody was in this area, there's a lot of space. Sure. Uh, looks the temp the the terrain um, can be kind of can be kind of rugged. Uh, it's near the badlands, and and there are some badland kind of craggly sure. holes and and you know. Well, you'd think that it would be the terrain would be very deceiving with the tall grass, you know, not really knowing what's underneath you if you're walking through it. Well, and it, for the most part, it's it's. It, it is flat. There's when you look at a map of this area, there are some the water can't water is eroded away. Sure. It's, it's found its path one way or the other to the Platte River, and um, so there are there are in, indentions mm -hmm. and sometimes kind of big ones. But um, in the it, it is it is deceiving. You'd think you could see somebody, but yeah. it was nighttime when they first started searching, and. It was it was late in the day though it was summer, right? And it would have been bright out until like ten o'clock. Yeah. Um, there's just lots of lots of terrain, lots of area. Yeah. And he lived he. His, in-laws lived, uh, in the in the Scotts Bluff area. He lived a little further north. His family uh, he was raised in Edgemont, which is a little further north. And then he and his wife lived in Moorcroft, which is even further north. Sure. Uh, but kind of on that same, it's kind of the same road and same area. And lots of, lots of prairie. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, just based on what you've talked about, it doesn't sound like he would have just walked away. I, I think actually uh, from what I what read and heard that it was like him to walk away from a disagreement. Sure. To, to walk off and to yeah. cool down. Um, but not to have stayed away. Yeah. Not to have stayed away overnight. Um, he had a new baby and a new job and... He had all kinds of things yeah. coming together. And, you know, he nowhere is it mentioned um, 
what was said at the golf course sure. to upset him. But if you can, if you can imagine, um, he might have been a little sensitive about, you know, being unemployed for I don't know how long. Sure. Um, but well, and especially when there's alcohol involved. Oh yeah, it just ran so. Yeah. Yep. And your and your and your things that wouldn't bother you normally. Yeah. Can bother you, and then having a young family, um, and those stresses. Right. And they were both living away from their parents, you know, in Moorcroft, which Moorcroft was a very small town sure. outside of Gillette, which is is a, to- a town of some significance in its size compared to Moorcroft. But we were talking about the golf course and them getting into a disagreement. Mm-hmm. When Bailey talks about it, she talks about it that he there was a misunderstanding. And remember... Chance lost his job because the, uh, the Bel Air mine went bankrupt. Sure. And they let everybody go. Yeah. 500 employees. Yeah, it wasn't like he just got fired. No, yeah. no, not at all. And h- how long ago that had happened or how long he had been unemployed, it doesn't say. Um, but you can, I would be, you could be a little sensitive about that. Absolutely. And, but he had another job. It was waiting for him on Monday morning. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't uncommon for him to walk away if he was upset. Sure. Mad. He would walk away, um, but not stay away. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be more responsible than that. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd cool off, but but um, he wouldn't have stayed away. The trouble is if that storm came in at 9 o'clock, or it, it, well, if the storm came in at 9 o'clock, it would, have been, it would have been dark or getting dark, and it could have been very cold. And from the sound of it, it was an hour-long downpour. Yeah. So you're soaked, you're tired. And cold. And uh, maybe it drank too much. Yeah. Well, and also, with all that rain, any potential tracks could be gone, depending on where he was walking, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, a huge downpour can lay down wheat or or fields. Right. cause them to lay down in a way that is... um, unusual but again covering tracks yeah and if he would have laid down he could have died of just hypothermia yeah being wet cold in you know even if it was the coolest it would get was around 58 average but still being wet and um yeah and it potentially could have been cooler than that yeah so i don't know but it's um it's a sad story about a, a young man and a young family and and no answers. Donald Duggar was a 43-year-old over-the-road truck driver in 2012. He wasn't married and didn't have any children. He lived in Rochert, Minnesota, in Becker County, which is near Detroit Lakes. The trucking company he was working for was based in Warroad. On August 11, 2012, Donald had just returned from a long haul out east. He was unloading his belongings from the truck to his personal vehicle and his plan was to drive home and then be back the next week to drive again. At 4.30 in the morning, he called his sister and said that there were people outside his truck, and he was concerned. His sister could hear him say, Who's out there? What do you want? I'm trying to cooperate. His sister told him to call the police. The police showed up, and Donald seemed fine. He wasn't acting strange, and he seemed calm. He said that there were at least 10 people that had ran into the woods when the officer arrived. They searched the immediate area and around his truck, but they didn't find anyone. But it was dark out, and there was a swatch of woods by the truck lot. 
So is this uh, is this a uh, truck stop, like where you get gas and treats and? It didn't sound like it didn't sound like it. It just sounded like it was a parking lot where they kept their trucks. So okay. you would you would get your truck there. You'd leave your personal vehicle okay. in the lot while you drove the truck, and then so you come back to it. So there wasn't necessarily necessarily people milling around. There wasn't no. necessarily anybody else there. Because it's strange that he would say, I'm trying to cooperate. Right. And if there were 10 people, they would leave some kind of scuffle gravel or, yeah. or you know, cut a, cut a path into the woods if they went in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I don't know, it didn't say anywhere how many, how many trucks were in the lot, if okay. it was a lot of trucks. Okay. I mean, potentially, you could hide, you know, if there were a lot of trucks... You could hide. It'd be a lot of space to cover. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm not really sure. But it didn't sound like it was a truck stop. It sounded like it was more of a, just a parking lot. Okay. The officer had to leave to pick up his partner, so he left Donald still unloading his truck. The officers returned just to check on him, and he was still there, and he seemed fine. That was the last time anyone saw Donald Duggar. His sister tried to call his cell phone back, but he didn't answer. It wasn't uncommon for Donald not to talk to his family for a few days, especially while he was working, so his sister didn't really think anything of it. He was planning on driving home that weekend, but maybe he took another load last minute. Donald apparently sent a text message to his friend at 3.30 in the morning on August 11th. All it said was, this is bullshit. The friend texted him back, but he didn't get a response. It wasn't until the World Police Department called Donald's father to say that they found Donald's car on August 18th that the family realized he was actually missing. There had been, like, a week since he had last communicated with anybody? Yeah. But they they didn't seem too concerned. Um, sure. He was an, an, an adult, and he's yeah. on the road. And this was kind of normal for him to not reach sure. out for a few days. Sure. Okay. Um, his vehicle was found hung up on a stump on an ATV trail near Winter Silo in the Beltrami Island State Forest. This was about 45 miles south of Warroad. His vehicle was a Hyundai Elantra, so by no means an off-road capable vehicle. His vehicle had been there for at least two days. The vehicle was a ways down the ATV trail. It's not like he took a wrong turn and then got hung up. The car was intentionally driven down the trail. You would know if you were driving on an ATV trail versus a back road. When they searched the vehicle, his keys were missing, but the gun that he kept in the glove box was still there. Donald didn't travel without his gun. If he left his car on foot, he would have taken it. The trail that the car was found on was off of what would have been a back way to his home. Donald wouldn't have taken that way. He stayed on the highway. His phone was also missing. They tried to track where it had pinged last, but couldn't find anything after he called 911 the morning he went missing, which means the phone was either off or wherever it was, there was no service. Becker County Sheriff Captain Kelly Shannon said, Authorities checked his home, but there was no evidence he had been there at all. Nothing. Authorities had the family clean the car out when they arrived at the scene, which they found odd because there could have been evidence in there that was now gone. Footprints were found that led away from the vehicle. They went south out the winter forest road near the Elkwood Cemetery. When I pulled it up on Google Maps, this was a desolate area, not much other than woods. There were many searches of the area by his family and the authorities, which was daunting because the Bemidji State Forest stretches 80 miles by 80 miles wide. They searched by land with horses, dogs, and on four-wheelers. 
They even used police drones, but they found nothing. The area is very dense with shifting bogs. Any traces of Donald could be lost. Two days after they located his vehicle, a glove was found near some of the footprints. According to his family, that glove matched the gloves that Donald wore. In October 2012, a sleeve off of a camouflage sweatshirt was found. Another search was conducted, but nothing else was found. Authorities and his family decided to discontinue any other organized searches. They asked hunters in the area to be aware of anything suspicious or out of the ordinary. There's no indication that Donald would have left on his own. His family said that isn't something that he would have done. He didn't have any medical issues other than high blood pressure, but that was under control. Some interesting points in this case that I found, the trucking company that he was working for never called his emergency contact when he didn't show up for his next shift. They cleaned out his truck and sent it back on the road with someone else. The company went out of business six months after Donald disappeared. Is that unusual for somebody to take somebody else's truck? Well, if it so it wasn't his truck. Right. Yeah. It was the company's truck. So I suppose they figured, well, he didn't show up, so we need this load to, you know, be taken, so we're just gonna send it out with somebody else. So just solve the problem and send it yeah. on. It's just odd that they didn't reach out to anybody. I mean, unless this was normal. They just thought, you know, this was another employee that didn't show up or mm-hmm. but it, it still seems odd that they didn't you know, there's emergency contacts in your file for a reason. Um, I don't know if that would be your first go-to. Yeah, or if you just I don't know. Somebody quit. I mean, if that's something yeah. that's common in the trucking business, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know either. It seemed odd to his family that the the company didn't mm-hmm. try to find out where he was. His sister told the Vanished podcast that Donald had just cashed several paychecks, so he had a bit of money on him at the time he went missing. Could he have been targeted? Donald Duggar is described as Caucasian, 5'9", and 245 pounds, with brown hair and hazel eyes. He was 43 when he disappeared. If you have any information about Donald Duggar's disappearance, please call the Roseau County Sheriff's Office at 218-463-1421. So, Katie, was there any 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 talk of, of him having a mental illness, like schizophrenia or anything significant like that? Not that I'm aware of. Um, when I listened to the Vanished podcast um, for more information on the, on his case, his sister talked that, you know, there wasn't anything out of the ordinary that they could think of that would have caused him to have some sort of a mental breakdown um, or hallucinated these people. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything that they were aware of mm-hmm. that would have caused that. Because it, it seems... It seems strange that he would have seen and heard. I mean, he was communicating back and forth with voices that he had heard. Yeah. Um, but seemed calm when the police came. They came back yeah. twice. Yep. And he wasn't concerned. No. He wasn't upset. He yeah. He didn't. Anything. He didn't seem like he was rattled or frightened or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's so strange. And I. I suppose. Uh, a truck driver, if they, if he cashed several paychecks. That could be a lot of money. Yeah. It sounded like it was a few thousand dollars. Okay. And um, do we? Do you have any idea of what he did before that? Is this, I mean, had he done anything that would have, I don't know. Um, not that I could find. It sounded like he had just gotten back to town. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure where he would have gone before or, you know, okay. if somebody if somebody would have seen him have this money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. And I don't know, I don't know where you would go to get 
cat checks cashed big like that. Yeah. I mean, several thousand dollars where you would go to get those kinds of checks cashed if it wasn't a bank. I wouldn't even know where to go other than maybe yeah. a casino or maybe things like that. And it seems strange that he went down the he went down a, a an ATV trail. Yeah. It just it doesn't seem like it would be it didn't it didn't sound like because it was so far down. It wasn't like he just made a wrong turn and oops, I need to turn around and I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. It was it was ways down this ATV trail. So it was an intentional it was intentionally driven down. Which So he wasn't you like hiding. Know. He yeah. wasn't like hiding. Somebody wasn't following him and he was trying to hide. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. That could be I don't know. There's just so many odd things in this story that don't make sense. And why would why would you intentionally, if it was him driving his vehicle, why would you intentionally drive that far down? Because, I mean, you would know. It's not like this is just a dirt road. This is a trail. Right. You know, you would know once you got on it that it wasn't, that your car couldn't make it. Right. You know. So what about the gun that is still in his glove compartment? If he always carried a gun. Why was it left in the glove compartment? Yeah. When he got out of the vehicle. And right. he took the keys. Right. He or somebody took the keys. Oh. Um, on the, again, back to the Vanish podcast, there was a lot of good information on there. Um, his sister said that he would not have left it there. So it almost, she almost kind of speculated that somebody else could have been driving his vehicle. Um or sitting in the passenger seat. Or sitting, making him drive the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Because if he could have accessed that gun, he would have taken it. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody else was driving it, they maybe wouldn't have even known that the gun was there to take it. The uh, company went out of business six months after he disappeared. Does that seem to have anything to do with it? I don't think so. Or is it just a coincidence? It was just interesting. Yeah. Because um, I don't think that it's so strange that somebody wouldn't have used a call to contact number right away. If... Um, if it's common for, I don't know, in the industry of trucking, if it's common for people just to not show up. I mean, you wouldn't think. But if it was common for them, for this company to, you know, people just didn't show up. And so you now we got to worry about, I mean, change jobs. Uh, right. and just, I just need to fill this, this truck right. and get it on its way. Yeah. And not worry about that. Yeah. And I mean, if they tried to, I guess we don't know if they tried to call him, call his cell phone or not because the cell phone was gone. There was sure. no way to know. Sure. Because at that point. You know, when he went missing, he wasn't technically technically supposed to be back to work for at least a few days. So right. by the time they could have called, the phone was, was off or, you know, somewhere where it wasn't, there was no service. So right. so and who it, knows? And it's So it's possible that it, the phone had been on, but this area might not have had a lot of service. Yeah. And I mean, on Google Maps, it is back. It is back country. Sure. So, yeah, who knows? It's... Seems it seems like a convenient coincidence that he had, you know, two to four thousand dollars on him yeah. at the time. Well, and I mean, World's a small town. I mean, this is small small towns all around World, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that, you know, scary things or bad things can't happen. Sure. Which is frightening because <laughs> it is frightening. <sighs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it, it's less frightening when you live in a small town. It's frightening when small when things happen, bad yeah. things happen to good people in small towns. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it probably feels the same way even if you live in a big town. Yeah. But the fact that you can just disappear, um, it scares the crap out of me. Yeah. It's frightening. And if you, you know, if I had watched, I had watched uh, something. It was by um, 
aerial photographer that was taking some he, he had some heat sensing equipment and mm -hmm. he was taking uh, he took a photograph of this area and there was a dot that you could see sure and so then then he took the um, heat sensing equipment uh, or shut it off and focused the camera into this and it was a bird that was in that was on the ground in what looked like prairie grass sure. uh, so but it was you could see this very distinct dot of the heat of the, this bird from a great distance away and um, that kind of equipment I'm sure is used in a case like this yeah that sensitive to pick that stuff up Except and I for think that would that, have been a densely covered forested area yeah and then it was clear that there were these shifting bogs it was mentioned a couple times that you know you could the bog might be in this spot one day and it has now shifted the next day and so it's covering things up it's shifting everything so around a bog, so how would you in layman's term describe a bog well from my understanding it's just this this patch of peat peat yeah something that you know you could probably walk on it it's probably okay to walk on it in some areas sometimes yeah sometimes um, but it's not stable. It's not going to stay in that same spot. You couldn't build on it. No. You couldn't build a road. And so if you looked at the whole state of Minnesota and looked up in the, in the northwestern corner, which is what we're talking about, yep. you'll see that there's a, there's there's a very few roads, actually. Yep. And there's big patches where there are not any roads. And that's because that's there's there's peat. There's yeah. peat or, or a bog. Or a swamp. Or swamp. And, yeah. and they're all kind of somewhere indifferent. Mm -hmm. Um You'll see see areas where there's trees that look like they have been um, poisoned. Yeah, like they, from the dark ages right, or something. Right, that they look like that they look like they've had their leaves knocked off of them. They're pine trees, but they're not green. Yeah. Um, and or they're green, and they're just very sparsely. And this area, that area, is a swampy area. Those trees could be hundreds of years old. Right. They're just. They're just stunted they don't have they have they're alive but they have only certain nutrients and they're not able to go deep and yeah and um and what i understand about bog i didn't know that a bog could ebb and flow i wonder if that means it goes left and right or up and down my understanding was that it went left and right really that was and again i'm not a i'm not a bog specialist but right. that was my understanding was that it shift it would shift so you know you'd cover one area one day and then the next day, you might not be able to access it might not that. Look the same. Yeah, it might not look the same, and it would be really easy to get lost in something like that. And I wonder. I bet there's a lot of it that you can't actually walk on. Probably that you'd sink. Yeah, that you would sink. That it would be so so mushy, so um, airy that it, it would just you just sink right. in. Yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot of peat, bog, swamp area in northwestern Minnesota. Yeah, and I think that it could swallow for lack of a better term yeah things that that had any had much weight to it well and that's the other thing is that is this was this an opportunity for somebody to to hide something mm -hmm. um down this road mm -hmm. because you wouldn't you wouldn't be found and there there probably wouldn't be a lot of hunters that i mean it's a state forest i don't know if you can hunt in the state forest yeah i'm not i'm not I sure i don't think so but um, it's huge so possibly you know maybe there's some parts that you can i'm not really sure and even if even the idea of using ATVs or anything like that, you're still only seeing a small portion yeah. of, of that. Uh, otherwise, it's dense and forested and swampy and boggy. Yeah, just a lot of unknowns and a lot of almost complications 
to, to finding information about him. Yeah, who seemed like just a regular... Yeah, just a, just a normal guy. Person. Yeah. Working a job, living a life. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. Okay, so my weekly distraction um, to try to make you laugh or just to make us laugh um, is funny things that kids have said. I love this. I know, it's so good. And I have pictures, so um, <laughs> obviously if you're listening, you can't see the pictures, but I'll show you we some can, of the pictures. Yeah, they're hilarious. Some of them are funny. <laughs> okay, so the kids I babysit asked why I wanted to see Toy Story 4. And I said, because the first one came out when I was a kid. And they really asked me if it was in color. Oh. <laughs> Did you have television back then? <laughs> was it in black and white? <laughs> My Bible teacher asked the class what biblical character had a conversation with a donkey. And my little sister answered, Shrek. Yeah, of course he did. That's... <laughs> uh... <laughs> it makes you think that maybe they should make biblical stories animated. It would be, it would be watched more often. was on the bus the other day, and two kids, about 10, were in front of me. One of them said that his parents won't let him get a dog. So he used to stare at the sun to try to make himself blind so he'd get a guide dog. Oh, my God. No doubt he was waffling, but you have to admire his imagination. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll go blind and you'll have to get me a dog. <laughs> That'll teach you. That's one way to go about it, I guess. It seems a little dangerous, but... Depends on where you live. I suppose, yeah. California, New York. Yeah. It would be a whole different story. <laughs> My niece has been moaning that she hasn't had a Valentine's card, so my brother sent one signed question mark, and she's been crying for hours saying she's got a stalker. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. Well, goes from Uh, it goes from lonely one extreme to the next to to a stalker. (laughs) He should have signed it secret admirer or something. Which still would have been a stalker. I suppose, but it might not have been as creepy. Well, maybe. (laughs) Me laying on the couch toddler dad i didn't go pee pee anywhere i want you to know i didn't (laughs) me getting off the couch oh that's not good i don't know what that means but it's not good (laughs) so my four-year-old nephew asked me to draw him harry potter he then excitedly shouted i'll do the legs and there's a picture they look like two l's (laughs) (laughs) just a head and legs just a head and legs well that's (laughs) that's all that's Uh, important maybe some arms but whatever in the best yet things my nephews have done the 7 year old ordered a burger today and was asked if he wanted it medium could you please make it very large he asked told told that the choice was between medium or well done he asked if the chef could just do the best he could (laughs) be it okay done it it can be okay done just do the best that you can yeah 
<laughs> that's very generous. <laughs> Uh, my, well yeah. my four-year-old brother told me he was scared to grow up and cried for 10 minutes straight finally i asked him why he was scared and he said he was scared of drinking coffee <laughs> well who wouldn't be don't make me because it's terrible <laughs> it tasting. is terrible it's terrible tasting yeah. <laughs> at least when you start out and then you become addicted and then it's the the the, the nutrients the, of yeah. life <laughs> it's necessary it's necessary my kids have had two fish and named them Dave and Dave. I asked them how they can tell them apart, and my youngest son said, one of them is Scottish, so you pronounce his name differently. Sure. <laughs> Dave sure. and Dave? I don't know. I, I don't know how you... Pr- how you yeah. Of Dave. I have no oh. idea. Bedtime was a half an hour ago. My six-year-old just walked out, bleary-eyed, and asked his father if a duck is a predator. Some things are too important to go to bed without knowing. Yesterday morning after his soccer game, my six-year-old asked me, how come the other team gets to change the color of their jerseys every week? Well, we always have to wear purple. (laughs) When I explained that, in fact, we were playing against different teams each week, his mind was blown. Yeah. I'm tired of purple. I want to wear a different color. Like them. (laughs) Uh, Me opens a bottle of bleach. Nephew, how did you open it? I tried, but it didn't open. Me, oh, it's because it has a child safety lock. Children can't open it. Nephew looks at the bottle in amazement. How did it know I was a child? <laughs> I wonder how, how does it know I'm an adult and will not allow me yes. to open it? It's just aspirin. <laughs> I generally think of myself as an okay father, but somehow I forgot to teach my two-year-old son what an owl was because he thought it was called a wood penguin. <laughs> Same shape. <sighs> My four-year-old son was brushing his teeth last night. I noticed he had drawn on the wall in the other room. I called out his name, and he yelled back, I didn't draw on the wall. (laughs) All I did was say his name. Kids are terrible liars. (laughs) If only that would last your whole life. I didn't didn't, do it. I didn't do it. Overheard a conversation between second-grade boys. Do you think you'll ever fall in love? I don't know. I think if she likes pancakes, then probably. (laughs) Because pancakes are life. Exactly. Yes. Do you like pancakes? No. No. Oh, sorry. That's, it. That's, That's it. it. We can't. We can't do this. It, you know, make Tinder a lot easier. It would be. But... It would be. <laughs> I bought my son a book about bats, and halfway through it, he shouted, What? Bats are real? All this time, he thought they were made up for Halloween like ghosts and witches. <laughs> Wait a minute. My five-year-old son just asked, What if we put a slice of turkey in the DVD player, and it pay- played a movie about the turkey's whole life? And none of the parenting books I've ever read have prepared me for this question. <laughs> well, and that's is there, deep. Is there a turkey slice in the? Yeah, you DVD better go check the DVD go player. Check it. Today we asked my three-year-old cousin how much he weighs, and he said, "Uh, like fifty squirrels." <laughs> <laughs> that's a specific yeah, type of you know, measurement. Yeah, not forty-nine. Nope, not nope. fifty-one. Yeah. Lifeguard at the lake. Everyone, please exit the water. We're looking for a five-year-old boy in blue shorts named Titus. Little boy standing next to me in blue shorts. Hey, my name is Titus, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was lifeguarding, and a little boy threw his ball out of the water, and his mom goes, maybe if you ask the pretty lifeguard, she'll grab the ball for you. The kid looked at me dead in the eye and goes, where's the pretty one? Ooh, <laughs> the kids are ruthless. Get your own ball. <laughs> 
You can get out and get your own ball. This is my last one. This one's so cute. There's a picture. Yesterday, I told my nephew I'm not allowed to eat popsicles because my sis doesn't want him eating junk food, and he copies me. So he pulls me into the bathroom, slams the door, and whispers, Shh, I got us both popsicles, but we need to eat them in here so my mom doesn't find out. <laughs> so sweet. If I'm going down, you're coming down with me. Right, and you, you can't. It, it, we can't both can't talk. No. You're her sister. You're an adult. Yeah, and uh, I got you one too. But in the bathroom where she That's can't so see, funny. and she'll never know. Our kids are so cute. <laughs> Yeah. They, literal. They're literal. <coughs> and they're terrible liars. They are. So I have some mind-blowing facts I and for you to learn about today. Perfect. A flea can jump 200 times its height. That is the equivalent of a human jumping the, the Empire State Building. Wow. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You think that's gross? There are five temples in Kyoto... Japan that have blood-stained ceilings. The ceilings are made from the floorboards of a castle where warriors killed themselves after a long hold-off against an army. To this day, you can still see the outlines and the footprints. <gasps> it's a bit gruesome. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to take such a negative turn. Way to go. <laughs> there is a snake called the boomslang whose venom causes you to bleed out of every orifice on your body. And you may even turn blue from internal bleeding. It could take up to five days to die from the bleeding. Oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to sleep forever. What a fun fact. Boom slang. <laughs> a boom slang. Are these in Minnesota or where are they? Yeah, I think that's probably, I, I think that's probably native to, maybe native to Canada. Uh, Cause you to bleed out of every uh, orifice. He sounds lovely. Five days. Ugh. <laughs> The, yeah, this is not necessarily, uh, they're mind-blowing facts, but they're not necessarily <laughs> right. all good or bad. So right. a glass ball will bounce higher than a ball of rubber. <laughs> what? So a ball made of glass. Because it's heavier. Uh, I a suppose. A ball of glass will bounce higher than a ball made of rubber. Huh. Who tested this? Why? Or why? Why? Saturn's density is low enough that the planet would float in water. I'm not sure. I, 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 this has not been vetted. I have no idea if any of this is true. It could be all a lie. Um, so there. It's Six, true. <laughs> 68% of the universe is dark energy, and 27% is dark matter. Both are invisible, even with our powerful telescopes. This means that we have only seen 5% of the universe from Earth. ooh <laughs> Aliens are real, people. <laughs> <laughs> they might very well be. We don't We've never know. seen them. The founders of Google are willing to sell Google for $1 million to Excite in 1999, but Excite turned them down. Google oh. is now worth five, $527 million. Oh, my God. Billion dollars. $527 billion. Wow. Shoot. Yeah, they're probably pretty bummed about that. Pretty bummed about that. <laughs> in the past 20 years, scientists have found over 1,000 planets outside of our solar system. But Pluto still isn't one. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bitter about Pluto. I, I am a little bit bitter about I know. Pluto. Poor Pluto. I can't. I can't name them without Pluto in there. There are sixty thousand miles of blood vessels in the human body. Ooh. If a pregnant woman has organ damage, the baby in her womb sends stem cells to help repair the organ. That's amazing. That's amazing. If you started with 
with one cent and you doubled your money every day, it would take 27 days to become a millionaire. Okay, what? What? If you started with one cent and doubled your money every day, it would take 27 days to become a millionaire. Ugh. I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to try to figure that out. <laughs> not necessarily good at math. I'm good with money. <laughs> and I'll take your word for it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Only one person in two billion will live to be 116 years old. So, so I read I read something the other day. It was like a meme or something, and it said that if you live to be 100, you should you should just make something up, like you ate a pine cone every single day. <laughs> yeah, because you can. Yeah, because. People are going to wonder how you made it that far. So just make something up. Yeah. I had a pine cone every day. This is why. I was... Because um, you hear that. Like, oh, I drank Dr. Pepper or Diet, Pep, Diet I never Coke drank, every day. I never or... had a drink of alcohol. Uh, yeah. Or I had a drink of alcohol every single day. <laughs> yeah. And frankly, I don't know that I want to live to be 116 years yeah, old. Yeah, I just... You just want 50, 51. Yeah. Some days... <laughs> It's too young. It's well. It's, sometimes you hurt. It's like yeah. why is the creaking? Where's the well? Thirty six. You hurt. <laughs> the weather. Oh, the arthritis. Is it gonna rain? Is it gonna rain? <laughs> My bunions telling me it's gonna rain. Oh, I'd be just complaining at one hundred sixteen. All your friends would be dead. No, be very sad. Lonely. Yeah, but you're only one in one person in two billion. So I mean, you'd be a celebrity, I guess. Old celebrity can't hear. Can't oh yeah, see. then your face would be plastered all over the place at 116. Can't see, can't hear. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be worth it. Yeah, a person can live without food for about a month, but only for about a week without water. Hmm. If the amount of water in your body is reduced by just one percent, you'll feel thirsty. If it's reduced by ten percent, you'll die. Oh, makes me very thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I bring water with? I didn't bring any water. <laughs> On average, 12 newborns will be given to the wrong parents daily. <gasps> what? On average, 12 newborns will be given to the wrong parents daily. Oh, my God. How is that even so possible? How is it even possible? So when my child was born, yeah, um, I had a bracelet, and he had a, a bracelet on his um, ankle. Yes. And they, they had to be um, touched together every single time he came in the room or um, left the room, whatever, to make sure that it was... My child. It was like a security device. He couldn't be. Yeah. That's that's shocking that that's still. Yeah, again, not vetted. This is, this is not vetted. Is this vetted. from the 1700s? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't know. And this is good to know. You can't kill yourself by holding your breath. No, you'll just pass out. Ugh. Well, yeah, if you're plugging your nose or something, you're going to pass out and let your finger, let your hand go. So you're not, yeah. So these are just a few funny facts that okay. just to take because that was that whole thing was heavy. Uh, so again, they're not vetted, but the word gorilla is derived from a Greek word meaning a tribe of hairy women, <laughs> which, is, which is my family. I'm pretty sure that a man wrote that. <laughs> He's no longer living. I can guarantee and that. And he was not married. He was killed by a tribe of hairy women. <laughs> It is physically impossible for you to lick your own elbow. Hmm. It is. I've tried. <laughs> I'm trying right now. Now, is the elbow is the elbow considered the inside and the outside? It's the outside. You can't lick your own. You can't move your arm that way. Gorillas burp when they are happy. Hmm. When they're a happy tribe of hairy women. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family reunion. Uh, 
In New York, it is illegal to sell a haunted house without telling the buyer. What? Well, it should be. It should There's be. There's no such thing as a haunted house. No, I don't know. Without telling the buyer. What? In 2006, someone tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. <laughs> the price got up to $3,000 before eBay shut it down. Shut it down. That is too cheap. That is too cheap. <laughs> it is considered good luck in Japan when a sumo wrestler makes your baby cry. What? What? Japan. <laughs> Did you say it right? Japan? Well, I... Is that what yeah, you said, Japan? Yeah, yeah, but... Get it together. <laughs> makes your baby cry. I feel like maybe it was, like, a really common thing, and they're like, it's okay, it's fine, it's good luck, it's good luck, it's, it's like raining on your wedding day. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> A man from Britain changed, changed his name to Tim Price. It had like 17 P's. Oh. Tim Price. Price. What was his reason? To make it harder for telemarketers to pronounce his name. Oh, it does not matter how easy to, to pronounce your name is. They will butcher it. Tim I can't make my... Yeah. When, when they call me, sometimes it's Caddy Nordby. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, the most vanilla name there is, Caddy Nordby. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was the wrong person. This doesn't live here. <laughs> it's great, because my husband and I have different last names. Yeah. So, um, when they, they'll say Mrs. Oh, sure. Or, or they'll give David my last name and, and, um. You have the wrong number. You have the wrong number. Please remove <laughs> our name from your... Um, that was fun. We'll do it again next week? Sounds good. Okay. <laughs>